Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. From the over-the-top studios in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Dirty Kanza is coming up, and uh, what better person to speak with about DK <laughs> than Neil Shirley, who? Well, I don't know if we can call you the king of Dirty Kanza, but boy, you've been out there a lot. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me on, George. Yeah, this will be your Dirty Kanza number five for me. And uh, yeah, you, you definitely can't call me king of DK, but um, I'm, not a, I'm not a quick learner, so I keep going back trying to get it right. What is it about this event that really keeps bringing you back? I know you love it, but what is it? Is it the people? Is it the course? You know, it's really a, it's, it's a few different things. And one is, you know, the, the draw of just the challenge and preparing yourself for a 200 plus mile event um, that as, you know, as a competitor, as an athlete, and like that is something I really want to nail and, and challenge myself and get the best out of myself for that. Um, but then there's the other element you, you just mentioned the people and, um, you know, most people have probably never heard of Emporia, Kansas, or maybe even the Flint Hills that are outside of the area, um, or at least on the West Coast where I'm at. Um, but it, it's, you know, my first year at DK, uh, it was really eye-opening for me, seeing the hospitality and how excited um, the locals are to have us in their area. And it's it's a gorgeous area. The Flint Hills are, you know, the largest um, reserve of prairie prairie grass in the u.s and just all these things that i had no idea about and you know flint hills they're they're not flat <laughs> you know <laughs> kansas is not all flat like i've always been you know been uh, been taught so um yeah it's it's really it's a whole package with uh, dirty kansas that's kind of the appeal you know i love that you just said that because one of my favorite photos that i have in kansas is this gorgeous form field farm field with a sign up that says scenic overlook. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not really a sign you generally associate with that kind of Vista, but it's a beautiful state. Yeah, I I really wasn't, you know, I thought we'd be riding through a lot of, um, a lot of cornfields and, you know, mostly flat roads. And it was, it was a little bit of a shock. Um, You're out there and it's, it's rugged terrain. It's a lot of up and down. I think over the two, you know, the courses change every couple of years, but generally over the 200 mile distance, you know, we'll see eight to 9,000 feet of uh, elevation gain. So, you know, maybe not, uh, maybe not the Rocky mountains, but 
still legitimate up and down all day. And I want to follow this train of thought because um, years ago when this started, Dirty Kanza wasn't a big event, was it? No, um, started out with, uh, I believe just 34 riders, um, 12 or 13, 12 years ago, 13 years ago now. Um, and it's, you know, now they had, this was the first year they had to do a lottery system. Um, cause there's about 2,600 riders total for the multiple distances that they let in. And last year they had about 4,000 people trying to register all at the same time, crashing servers and making people very frustrated. So they moved it to a lottery system so they could, you know, obviously not everyone gets in, but, um, it, it doesn't make it just such a, uh, a, a race to, you know, hit send for your, your registration. Um, so yeah, it, it's wildly popular and there's, you know, it's arguably the, the most known gravel event in the world. Uh, you know, we have, there's a writer from tour journalist from tour magazine coming over this year to do the event. Um, and, you know, he's with the German magazine that reviews like super road bikes, super light, you know, race bikes, and he's coming over to do DK. So it just shows, how gravel is kind of expanding across the globe and, you know, the, the pull for, you know, for not just U S riders, but international. So it's, it's really neat to see how quickly it's evolved. And was this the original goal of the organizers? Do you think they envisioned it getting this big? No, I don't, I don't think so. So um, Jim Cummins is one of the original founders of the event and still the, um, event, um, event director. And uh, I think he's as shocked as, you know, he's as shocked as anyone to see, to see where it's at. And, you know, he's, he chalks it up to, you know, a lot of it is what you, you know, your first question asking about why my, what my draw is. And I think it, it kind of, it is that the event just resonates with everyone. And you see, you see the images for people that haven't raced it yet. You see the experiences, you read the story, you see the videos, and there's really just a draw um, to going out, even if you're, you know, riders not doing the 200 mile, there's the 100 mile option, which is more than enough. And then even this year, they've added the, the DKXL, which was an invite, um, invite kind of test event um, for 34 riders, which is a kind of a nod to the, the original number of riders year one. And it's a 350 mile event. So... Um, there's a, there's something for everyone, I guess. <laughs> and when are you going to be trying that one? You know, as, uh, I was joking with, uh, Jim Cummins the other day on the phone and just said, you know, I'm pretty happy to tell people I'm only doing the 200 miler this year. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I'll, you know, I know my limits in 200 is still probably about 120 miles beyond those limits. So I'm good. I'm good with that. Now you said you, generally haven't learned from your previous experiences, which I know you were joking. What have you learned that you're bringing into your training this year in preparation? Um, yeah, so it's, it's really dirty Kansas so different than most other events. Most events you show up, you know, fit and, um, air in your tires and you can expect to have a good ride out at dirty Kansas. There's so many elements. Um, the terrain is really difficult. You, you never know until 
you know, that morning what the weather is going to be like. So it could be dry and fast, um, or it could be muddy with a lot of uh, miles spent walking and carrying your bike. Um, so those are, those are all factors. You know, I've had mechanicals a couple times. I've had uh, races where I just haven't been fit enough. Um, so, so this year I really, I, I tried to take a step back and, and kind of nail everything. So the first step was making sure I lined up equipment that was the best equipment I could have for the day. And so I, I'm riding a Lauf True Grit bike, which is, has a 30 millimeter front suspension fork, um, really nice setup for the, the rough terrain out there, really comfortable bike with a lot of tire clearance um, so that if there is mud, I don't have to worry about it. I can run large 40 C tires um, so that I can get the, you know, the compliance with a little, little lower tire pressure without the worry of pinch flatting. Um, so kind of all, all those little details to make sure the, the equipment was dialed. And then on the training side, uh, I'd say over the last few years, I've been a little less than dedicated with my, my training prep. Um, so knowing that and knowing myself where I'm at, I am um, working with a coach, um, Adam Mills of Source Endurance, who works with a lot of a number of the best cyclists, like you know some of the Tour California riders that are racing right now. Um, so he he agreed to work with me in like some specific gravel prep. So we've been working well since December and kind of ramping up to this to this point and the you know, the gains have been, um, really, really satisfying to see stuff that I didn't think the levels I wouldn't have thought I would get back to. Um, I'm, I'm feeling, um, rather good again. So that's, that's really been, it's been a fun process. So Neil, we're going to be doing a series of interviews with you leading up to Dirty Kanza. And I'd really like for you to give us a tip for someone who's doing this for the first time. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned, I've, I've kind of learned the hard way a lot of times. So I would say, I would say one thing that, that surprised me when, you know, my first couple of years doing the event is foods that sound good and that you can tolerate, you know, hour two, hour four, hour six, hour eight, those probably aren't going to be the same foods that you can tolerate the second half of the event when you really, when continuing to fuel yourself is critical. So sugary drinks, um, gels, chomps, those types of things. Um, when your stomach starts to turn, those are really hard to take in. So I, w I would, my biggest tip would be to ensure that you have other options um, later at the, you know, second and third checkpoints. Um, the checkpoints are about every 50, 50 miles. So having, pretzels or just some other savory type items um, and reducing the amount of sweet sugary foods that you're trying to take in will, will kind of help you be able to continue eating throughout. Well, Neil, I sure appreciate you taking the time to share your expertise with us. I wish you all the best at Dirty Kanza this year and everyone uh, participating in the event and uh, look forward to chatting with you again in a few days. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity, George. Neil Shirley joining us on Over the Top Radio. From the Over the Top Studios in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 